On today's show, we will give our thoughts on the current state of college football and break down our top five sports movie characters. Then, towards the tail end, we'll listen to a few voicemails and, of course, answer some questions. Sippin' Squad, are you ready? Welcome back to another edition of the Sip and Serve podcast where we sip what's cold and serve what's hot. My name is Clay Roll, aka Rolski. To my left, I've got Troy Pierce. To my right, I've got Corey with the K. And across the table, my main man, DG. What up, DG? I love it when you record without a shirt on. Dude. <laughs> I, lo- I, I don't give a shit what I look like. It's all about my voice and this mic. I love it. Love it. How you living? Great. How are you? Uh, I'm good, man. Couldn't be better. Good deal. Corey with the K, you here? Yeah, I'm here. Troy, you here? I'm here. Good to hear your guys' voice. I made it on time tonight. Uh, that's debatable. That's debatable. You showed up about 6.15. If you call that on time, that's better than the last time, but he you're made still it, a little late. He made it to the house on time. He, he was just, in the driveway too busy outside. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. Anyway, before we get started, I want to have a little conversation here with Troy. Troy, you just got back from a little vacation with Uncle Buck, am I correct? Yep. How'd that go? Pretty good. Any good stories for us? Uh, not really. We just hit the hit the beach every day. Uh, we did we did take a boat out one day, um, <laughs> and uh, we got a little. Well, we didn't get lost, but uh, we went in an area where we weren't supposed to go. Really? Like, explain that a little bit more. It was like a manatee uh, zone where they yeah. I know what you're talking about. In Florida, they have the signs and stuff. This is a manatee zone. I mean, it's their area. You're not supposed to drive boats through there. No, correct. Yes. Yeah, we were in the ICW, the intercoastal waterway. And then we, we hit the golf a little bit. We had like a 24-foot boat. But um, we seen the signs that, hey, we had a map and we seen the signs. Hey, you can't go in here. But, uh, you know, I didn't have my cell phone. We're, we're probably, I don't know, 100 feet away from it. Not the, not the, sorry, not to interrupt you. Is this your boat? No, it's a, a rental. Okay, so got you. And uh, I must have missed some phone calls from the rental agency. And uh, all of a sudden, the alarm on the boat goes off. We're like, what the hell is this? Alarm? Yeah. Like, ring, 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 ring. Really? And uh, we're like, ah, crap. Now I check my phone, like, what's going on? Something wrong with the boat? Or they need to get a hold of me? So then I got this voicemail. All right, so this guy sent you a voicemail. Please tell me you have it and play that son of a gun on air. Yeah, it's it's on my phone here. I'll play it for you. Oh, my God. Hey, Troy, this is Neil with Island Rain. Hey, bud, you're in a no internal combustion engine area. Um, it's a manatee zone. I'm about to send an alarm off, but we got to get you out of there, man. That that whole area back there is restricted. If they catch you in there with FWC, they're going to throw the book at you, and they're going to give you a huge fine, and they're going to you know, come at me, too. So I'm setting this real loud alarm off. It's going to go on and on and on. you got to call me back. we got to get you out of there, bud. Oh. 
<laughs> so let me get this straight. You guys are in this. It's basically just a habitat area, and you guys are rolling through there, and you're almost chopping up these manatees. Yeah, with I this mean, engine. But still, I was I was like fifty, hundred feet away from their signs. He just got a little uptight. You know, well, he sounded like he was pretty freaking worried, dude. <laughs> I, I wish I could have got like seen his reaction on video because I just picture him like looking at a screen and then seeing watching where, this boat, seeing your guys' boat, and then he's just like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Get him! Get him on the phone! Call him! Get him up there! Sound the alarm! Sound the alarm!" <laughs> Awesome. So you and Uncle Buck are causing all kind of havoc down there in Florida. Yeah, huh? we were. And then after that, we uh, we we got out of that scene, and we we, we finally found a, a little beach area to dock up. You know, we sat there for a while, and then we're like, "Hey, we got to head back." And uh, we were on the golf side, so and it was it wasn't a real good day, so it was kind of choppy out there. We had some waves, and. Uh, we pulled the anchors up. Well, we probably pulled the one far far anchor. We should have probably left that one before the other one that was closer to the beach. So we pulled the, the one that was out in the Gulf, and then we pulled, and then we were trying to pull the other one up front. Well, our ass end your ass end went into the shore, didn't it? Yeah. It, well, it was close, and uh, you know we're trying to pull that front one, and. Uh, we're about ready to beach this boat. Yeah. So that props about in the same. Well, I had the, okay. I, had the I had it up, but uh, you know we, Uncle Buck and me and his wife jumped out of the boat and we had to give a good shove because some of it was sitting on the beach and uh, that would have been another story for him that hell yeah, we're in the manatee zone and now we <laughs> now we can't get your boat back, brother. <laughs> now we beached the damn boat. <laughs> Anyway, hey, Troy, I appreciate the story. Sounds like you and Buck had a good time. Glad you guys made it safe. Moving on. Ladies and gentlemen, the trees are lit. The drinks are cold. The mics are hot. We got our own little version of Friday Night Lights going down here in the Sip and Serve podcast studio. And here we go. Guys, first topic of the night. This one cuts deep for all of us college football fans sitting down here tonight. Kevin Warren, the Big Ten president, has canceled the season. Can you guys give me your thoughts on that? I mean, obviously it's disappointing for anybody that is a Big Ten football fan, Ohio State fans especially. You know, it cuts deep. I mean, we we were going to have a team that I think all Buckeye fans and all people who follow college football closely felt was going to compete for a national championship this year. So, you know, that that just is a punch in the gut. But I think uh, more than that, it's just the fact that no other Power 5 conference is Pac-12 in the, in the Power 5. Yes. Yeah, the Pac-12. Yeah, Pac-12. Okay, so no, no other Power 5 conference besides the Pac-12 has canceled yet, at least. And so it's like, well, if the SEC can play, if the Big 12 can play. Is the ACC canceled? Actually, they're still on, right? They're still on. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, like, it's it's the Big Ten, the MAC, which isn't even a major, it's a mid-major. And the WAC. And the WAC. And it's like, well, that seemed a little hasty. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Why uh, so soon? Yeah, why so soon? That I think that's the question on a lot of people's minds. 
you know. And here's also another question for you guys, listeners. Sorry, sipping squad. What? Why would you? Why would you release a schedule? Why would you release yeah. the schedule and then a week and a half later cancel the whole season? Like that just seemed totally out of line and pointless to me. Yeah, it seemed a little counterintuitive. Yeah. <clears throat> what I think happened is the the Big Ten had a meeting. Kevin Warren um, and whoever the other powers that be in the Big Ten are decided, you know what, let's get ahead of this whole COVID thing. Let's be trailblazers. Let's play it safe. Let's be leaders. Let's let's cancel football. Let's cancel all fall sports for Big Ten. But let's not announce it yet. Let's leak this announcement out purposely. Let's let the other Power Five conferences get wind of it. And then, you know, once they hear what we're planning to do, they'll probably follow. Hopefully they'll do the same. They'll probably follow suit. And so I think that's what happened. And Big Ten went ahead with their plans. But then the other, these other conferences were like, called their bluff, basically. They said, no, I mean, why? Like, okay, Big Ten, you just showed me your cards in a card game and you're a pussy. <laughs> and you're a pussy. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, man. I mean, hi, you got some of the best college football teams in the nation. You've got Ohio State. You've got Michigan. You've got Penn State. You've got Wisconsin. Those four teams are ranked in the top 25 this year. What are you doing? I mean, it, why so soon? I mean, you're such a powerful conference. Ohio State, like you said, has a chance to win the national championship this year. They've got a number two draft pick on their team in fields quarterback from high state why does this kevin warren and his power to be think that he can just take all this away from these guys i mean this is what these kids have worked for their whole entire life is to play in this spotlight at this very moment yeah like like i said i think he was just he felt by making this decision that he was going to be seen as a leader i don't know anything about the guy i don't either i never even knew who he was until all this football stuff came up. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sit here and like judge him, you know, his character or his decision making, because this is the only snapshot of him that I have. But like I said, I just feel like he thought by making this decision, he was going to be seen as a leader, as somebody that's going to err on the side of caution and thought, well, you know, every other Power Five conference is going to do the same thing so it's not going to be that big of a deal because no, none none of the big schools Alabama's not going to be playing LSU's not going to be playing you know Georgia's not going to be like none of these bigger schools that rely that are football heavy that are perennial powerhouses none of them are going to be playing either but it kind of backfired on them about to say it backfired on yeah him. backfired on him quick so it really wasn't a, a cancellation it was like a postponement to the spring well, that's what well, they never really said. That's a, that's that's a conversation to be had, right? You know, they said yes, we want to have a football season in spring. But listen here, guys, you really think Justin Fields no. and all these D one athletes that are playing for these big schools are actually going to risk? You guys know when the NFL draft usually is, right? It's yep. in the spring. Yep. They said they were going to move it back to the summer, but these guys aren't going to play in the spring. Why would you? If you have any kind of hopes of playing professional football. If you're a top four NFL draft pick, 
Oh, absolutely. You're not playing. Absolutely uh-huh. not. But I'm saying even a third rounder. That's what even I, if I, I, meant, I meant top four round. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. First or the fourth round. If you're if you're guaranteed that right now in your junior C say you're a senior and you they said, Well, this guy'll be a third rounder his senior year. Yeah. Why would you play? I mean, even even a senior, for example, who might not even be positive they're going to get drafted. Even even if you have any kind of outside shot at the NFL, you can still get your degree. Signing as a free agent, making a practice squad, whatever. Like, why would you risk yep, injury wouldn't. in the early spring plan? You know no what? Way. I mean? And then they're going to turn around and start again, right? In the fall slash winter of the next year, twenty twenty one. That's the other. That's, the, that's that'd the be twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's the other issue. You can't it. play that close. Football's a no. freaking hard sport to play, boys. I mean, it takes a toll on your body. It takes months to recover. So you, this guy's expecting these athletes to play in the spring and then turn around and start back up in December. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, and that that's where like Ryan Day said, did we look at every option? You know, to make that call to to cancel it this fall, did we did we evaluate it? You know, to its fullest, and that's where, you know, we've always had a Big Ten. You know, all these conferences played year after year. You know, we've survived World Wars, we've survived nine eleven, but we can't we can't survive a virus. Yeah, that's a good point. That's that's one of the biggest things with the Big Ten that people have been talking about is their transparency. So like the originally Warren said that it was unanimous by every president in the big 10 that said they voted against having a, a league. Well, as soon as that came out, Nebraska was like, well, I've, I didn't have a vote and I would have voted that, that we did have a league and they wanted to play right away. They wanted to play anybody and everybody who wanted to play. So that's one thing parents were mad about because they're, they want their kids to play. And another one was uh, was the Big Ten also said something about they had from their research of medical findings that it was not safe for college players to play football. Really? They're, it's not safe for them to play football. But here we are on August the 28th in Southern Ohio in Friday night freaking lights, these high school kids are getting ready to go out on the field as we speak. It's 7 p.m. Opening kickoffs getting ready to happen in Southern Ohio. Friday night lights. These high school kids in Ohio are playing football, but these college kids can't play. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that's absolute bullshit. I'm lo- I'm loving that you're fired up about this because in the kids going back to campus, the college campus. I mean, they're already oh, there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're all there. So, I mean, when I I mean, a typical college student, I don't know if I would say I, but typical college student is probably going to have some intimate relationships in, in college. And then, you know, they like to party as well. Are, they're are, all gonna, partying are they do- not going to party? Oh, they're still partying. I mean, they're doing everything underneath the sun up there. And yeah, they said they're regulating it. They're shutting down the parties. People are getting suspended. But we can't kick a freaking little leather football around the field and let people tackle each other. All these kids are going to class, touching the same doorknobs, touching the same desk. After Are they sanitizing the whole room after everybody's done? The answer to that is no. It, they're not. So they're getting all these all the money from the students and their families to come. They want the tuition money, but they can't let these guys play football. Yeah, they're losing their ass not playing Big Ten football up there at Ohio Stadium. 
they're losing their ass. They said they're going to lose 130 140 million dollars this year just off the football program. Yeah. But if it's that big of a deal, why are we letting students back on campus? Yeah, the and it's a safety aspect and you can't say it's a, we're canceling football because of safety. I that's BS. And, you can and you can my, you can keep the fans out of the stadium. That's fine. They get money off the viewership. They're going to get high state's going to get a kickback off the viewership. If I mean, you can still play, just have no fans there. NFL teams are doing it. NFL teams are still going to make money. Why can't these college guys? Another point is, you know, I'm, I'm the only Michigan guy. I got three high state guys around me. Michigan, yeah, we weren't, we weren't going to be as good as what we were last year, and we weren't even very good last year, but. I mean, we got a quarterback battle going on up there. We got a redshirt junior, Dylan McCaffrey, and a redshirt sophomore, Joe Milton, battling it out. I was kind of excited just to see these young guys get a chance to take over the quarterback position and even try to beat Ohio State because they're going to be a national ranked team this year. Number two, are they number? Did the AP poll come out? Were they two? Uh, the last poll I looked at this past week said, yeah, they were number two. Okay, so there's a number two team in the nation, national title hopes. And as a Michigan fan, you know, we're the underdogs. Let's try to come in and let's try to let's try to end that. But that's not going to happen. And that's what that's what makes me mad, you know. We're on a down year this year. We're probably ranked, I don't know, in the 20s probably somewhere. But let's go into Ohio Stadium and let's try to mess their season up. That's what I was looking forward to, and they're not even going to have a chance to do that. I feel sorry for the kids. I really do. If, you know, ultimately the decision lies with, with the um... – with the presidents, not the coaches, not the players, not the families. It's the presidents. Um, but how about if if the schools or the the conference is concerned about player safety and how that might come back on them as a liability issue? Then what's what's wrong with you know having every player and every player's family sign a waiver that says, hey, if my player contracts COVID or if I, as a player, contract COVID, or if I if I develop any kind of medical issues as a result of COVID, I'm not going to hold the, the university responsible. You know, I'm entering into this season knowing what the risks are, and I'm still signing off the play. Why not go on with, with something like that at the, at the get-go? And then, you know, if, let's say, two, three weeks in the season, God forbid, there is a big outbreak, then we then we say okay we tried it we tried it you know we tried it 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 didn't go the way we were hoping it went and then if we got to pack it up we got to pack it up at least you tried these guys didn't even try they released the schedule and a week and a half later they nixed it yeah so I don't know if you guys saw this and you know we're recording on uh, Friday the uh, the twenty eighth and so this this episode is not going to be out until the following Wednesday Wednesday the uh, well, that, that'll actually, be the, that'll be, be the second. Actually, it'd be Thursday morning. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Thursday the third. So yeah. by that time, this this what I'm about to talk about. This may have gotten sorted out by then. But just today, uh, there was a little story that broke on Twitter. Uh, Bruce Feldman broke this one. He's a college football analyst uh, reporter. He he was saying that the Big Ten coaches met on a call during the day on Friday, and. He was told that it's a real possibility that the Big Ten may try to reverse course and play starting later this fall. So I think what you had here was you had some 
Some of the some, not all, of the Big Ten coaches, Ryan Day included, I assume. And Harbaugh, for sure. Who kind of got put their heads together and thought, you know, with advances in testing, with this campaign to reverse course on a Big Ten football season, let's put our heads together. Let's come up with some ideas for scheduling options that may work. Um, let's think about some some of the issues that may arise. And, you know, let's pitch this to the Big Ten to, to Kevin Warren and the other Big Ten presidents and see what they have to say about it. Um, from from the way he made it sound, it had some momentum and it had some push behind it. But ultimately, like like I said earlier, ultimately the decision is going to lie with, with Kevin Warren and the other Big Ten presidents. No, I mean, I, I agree with what you said there. I read the same tweet. You sent it to the guys here that are at the table today. And I also heard they also thought about playing at neutral sites indoors because they're going to be starting in late fall and going through the winter. So we got Indianapolis, the Colt Stadium. We got Detroit, uh, the Lions Stadium. And there's one more that plays indoor around us. I think they were talking about a three-stadium um, a three-stadium league, and it would be kind of like a bubble, kind of, but not really because we still got to travel for it back and forth. But, no, I mean, I think it's a great idea. And even if the SEC, they do start in mid to late September like they, they plan to, I still think, you know, the Big Ten can still carry on with their season. You know, they said they wanted to start Thanksgiving week. They wanted to start Thanksgiving week, yep. that Saturday. Even if we have our own league, and even if Ohio State can't contend for a national title because they they stay later or they start later than the other conferences, say we're disqualified because we didn't start at the same time. I still think that's fine, I, and I still think it's going to give the guys exposure to get drafted in the NFL. They're going to win a Big Ten title. Ohio State can still go undefeated, and Fields is still going to get drafted number two. I think that's what he's worried about. You know, Fields, he wants to play. He wants. To, he might even go number one. He might have a, the year of a lifetime and beat Lawrence out for the number one pick. We don't know that. Yeah. What if Fields just goes off? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think for him, it's got it's it's about a little more than just improving his draft stock or proving his oh, I, I know, proving man. his draft. He's worth. got the heart of a champion, man. Yeah, for well, sure. You know, he he can't he tra- he transferred in from Georgia because he loves the university, and I think he. You know he wants some closure. You know he yeah. wants he wants to finish this thing out the way he intended. Absolutely, I agree, man. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's more online I think than just than just draft prospects. Oh, 100. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, it's a great way to explain it. And I'm glad they compromised or, or looked at different options, a bubble or something. Just think of everything that we can get these guys to play, and and, and that's back to Clay. Like these kids, like. I mean, I can't even think of me like my senior year right now with all this stuff going on, and you know, I might have had to cancel baseball or something like that. It would just eat me up. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good way to end the conversation. I think that's a we we all gave our thought on the Big Ten canceling, and hopefully, you know, Warren, the president, and all these Big Ten coaches can get together and you know get this thing worked out. Yeah, it'd be so. interesting. But like I said earlier, if that's if that's what they're going to do, I don't see any reason why the best teams shouldn't play each other at the beginning of this thing. Thanksgiving weekend, I don't think there's no better way to kick off this season with a high state Michigan that Saturday after Thanksgiving. That's when they usually play anyway. 
Right. Why, You're, why change yeah. tradition? Why are we changing now? Yep. Moving on. Corey with the K. I think I think we got two pretty good voicemails this week on the hotline. Um, I say we get into one if you want to pick one for us. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. One of the best movies out there, Dumb and Dumber, the original one. What is your favorite scene or part in that movie? Question by Troy. Well, well, you know, we got Troy sitting right here with us, and he sends in another voicemail. I'll be damned. Thanks for the voicemail, buddy. Yeah. Thanks, Troy. No problem. So, Troy wants to know... Our favorite scene from the movie Dumb and Dumber. I'm just going to come out and say this. Damn good movie, man. It was... This movie is top three for me of all time in movies. Top three. And that's saying a lot. Because there's a lot of movies and I've seen a lot of movies. Dumb and Dumber is top three for me. What do you guys think? Yeah, dude. I feel like most people love it. Some people hate it. But there's, yes, there's also some people who don't get the humor in it. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to really sit. You can watch it one time and be like, that movie was stupid as hell. And I'm going to be like, but you didn't listen to what they were saying. You didn't get the movie. Sit down and watch it again and actually listen to what these guys are saying. You've got to watch it more than one time. Oh, definitely. You can't sit down and watch it once and understand the movie. Definitely. Would you kind of treat that as like The Office, the movie The Office, or uh, kind of a different funny? My opinion, The Office is a little more witty, but uh, Dumb and Dumber is my kind of humor, dude. Oh, man. My kind of humor all the so way. So good. Yeah. So good. I mean, it's definitely in my top five comedies of all time, for sure. No question. Absolutely. Yeah. So, it was hard for me. When when I heard this voice, I'm like, damn it, Troy. You're actually going to make me go back and watch this movie. So I did. I went back and watched the movie. And I I really can't say that I have a favorite scene because there's so many. It's tough. There's so many. But I tried to pick one that could resonate with everyone. And it's actually a long scene. This thing's like five minutes and like 50 seconds long. So I'm going to try to break it down for you guys. And... I really wish that I could play it for you instead of me talking about it so you could hear it. But it's, like I said, it's five minutes long, so we, we're not going to do that. So it's it's kind of at the beginning of the movie. Harry and Lloyd lose their jobs. Uh, Lloyd wrecks the limousine, and Harry is late for the dogs. He's got the dogs that are all a mess. They got the hot dogs all over. They have the uh, mustard, the ketchup, everything all over him. So he loses his job too. They both got fired, right? Yep, they yeah, both got, they fired. got fired. So they meet back up and it's dark out and they pull up in the dog van and they get out and they're right beside a convenience store. And uh, they say, well, this is the last of our dough. So why don't you go in there and get us something? But he's like, man, I, I just, I just can't. There ain't no jobs around here. <laughs> Lloyd says, yeah, I know. 
unless you want to work 40 hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Harry gives him the money, goes into convenience store, says, hey, this is the last of our dough. Just go in there and get us some bare essentials. And what do you know? Lloyd comes out with two cases of shitty-ass Coors Light like you'd like to drink. Was it, was yeah, it Coors? It was Coors Light bottles. Came out with, comes out with two cases of Coors Light bottles. Hey, Coors Light, that's foreshadowing. We go ahead. Yep. He bought a cowboy hat. And he bought some, uh, you know, them like shiny wind spinners, like you hold up in the, or you put them in your yard. I got like a pinwheel. Pinwheel <laughs> yeah, spinner. Yeah, he called. bought like four or five of those. They and he were, had that big, fu- that, like it wasn't a normal cowboy hat. No, it, was it was like, like a, one of those huge ones, foam. like carnival ones made out of foam. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he's walking and he's also got the paddle ball. He's got a paddle and it's got the ball in the end. He's trying to hit it and he's not even coming close. And he's almost dropping the beer. So he walks, he walks by these two newsstands. And one of the newsstands, you know, you put a quarter in, you get a newspaper. Yeah. One of the newsstands is USA Today. And I've never noticed this until the last time I watched it because I was trying to pay attention to all the details. Man, you analyzed this. Scene. I did. Whew. And the other, the other newsstand was Rhode Island Slut. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a porn. It was like a porn newspaper. So he puts the quarter in, and he gets his wallet stuck in there. Then this little old lady on this motorized cart drives by and almost hits him, and he like gets real scared, and he's like, "Hey, you might you mind watching my stuff while I go inside and break a dollar so he can get his wallet Quarter. back out?" So the next scene, he walks in the door at their apartment, like it cuts right there, and he walks into the apartment, and he's like all disappointed, he falls to the ground, and Harry's like, "Oh, what's wrong?" He goes, I just got robbed by a little old lady on a motorized cart. And I didn't even see it coming. <laughs> so then, you know, Harry's like, oh, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing, you know. He goes, he goes, I got something worse to tell you, Lloyd. Harry goes, my parakeet, Petey. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> and then Lloyd, Lloyd's like, oh, oh. What happened to him? He's like, ah, oh, he was old. His, His head, head fell, fell off. off. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, his head fell off. So then, so then they get, they get, they get, they get. Uh, yeah, he was pretty old. Yeah, they get into a conversation here, and then Lloyd, he gets, he gets into this mode where he's got an idea. He goes, we got to leave town, man. There's nothing here for us. He goes, we got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Classic. <laughs> then he tells him we got to leave, and he goes, hey, I know where we can go. I know exactly where we can go. Go someplace warm. A place where the beer flows like wine, where beautiful women instinctively flock like Casparino. I'm talking about a little place called And then Harry says, I don't know, Lloyd, the French are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that, I, I felt like that was like the scene that I would pick. So I kind of broke that down a little long there, but it's a five minute scene. And the other ones that I like, I'm, you guys will probably bring them up. So I'm just going to let you guys go. But if you don't, I'll tell them at the end. Man, I, I can't top that, man. He, he but you know that. what? You know exactly what scene I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. great he, sequence. He nailed it. Um, I got two here. They'll be quick. 
Um, I love when Void has two pair of gloves the whole time they're in the Rockies. So they make it to Aspen, and it's not warm. I mean, it's cold. And uh, but warm said that, or Lloyd said the place was warm and the beer flows like wine, <laughs> and the beautiful women are instinctively flocking. So well, he wasn't even it wasn't even close, close on that, was he? So they're I'm not sure why they're out there by this fire, but they're uh, they didn't have nowhere to go. Yeah, they just, just made a they fire didn't have to, any, to they, get warm. Yeah. yeah, they still had the briefcase. They're trying to deliver the briefcase, and it just just shit ain't going straight for him. So, you know, they're trying to get warm and Harry's freezing and he's like, Hey, you can have this extra pair of gloves. He goes, my hands are starting to get sweaty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Harry's reaction on that was, uh, top it, notch. It, it's priceless. I mean, yeah. they get into a fight and then that's how they find out the money's in the briefcase. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what? You've had these, pair of extra gloves this whole time <laughs> yeah it's the Rockies <laughs> uh, yeah we're in the Rockies I'm gonna kill you <laughs> and they go on and on but so I, I love that one and then another one is uh, when Lloyd trades the mutton cuts van straight up oh my god straight up this for is- this for the scooter and I just absolutely love Harry's reaction on it. Oh, yeah, I was going to mention that, but go ahead. It's your it's your time to shine. Yeah, just real quick. He, they're out in what Nebraska? It's yeah. They're out like in the plains. Somewhere. Yeah, I mean it's flatlands. Yeah, they're not even close. Yeah, they missed a turn, and uh, so you you see they get pissed off because they're in the plains and they thought the Rockiers. Rockies were a little rockier than that, so Lloyd takes off in the in the van, and and Harry's hiking back to what hell? Where were they from? Connecticut, Providence, so, Rhode Island. Rhode, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Rhode, Rhode, Rhode Island, Rhode Island. Island. <laughs> that's where they got the porn mag from. Yeah. Rhode Island slut. And uh, he trades the the van in, and you see him cruising back in that scooter, and he can't drive where the damn. And uh, well, some bitch is backfiring. <laughs> so he finally catches up to Harry there. He's out in the middle of the field with his crack hanging out, and uh, he's like shaking when he comes in. And uh, he's like, Yep, traded it up straight up. <laughs> and uh, Harry's like, When you couldn't be any dumber, you did a thing like this. And totally redeem yourself. <laughs> one of the best scenes. Yeah, that was that was probably my second one. What about oh, you, DG? Yeah. What you got? Oh, those are those are classics, man. One thing I'll add to <clears throat> to your sequence, Rolski down there is um, the old lady comes up on the motorized cart and um, he says, "You know, can you watch my stuff while I go break a 20? I know what you're saying. And um, she says, yeah, I'll watch your stuff. And he says, thanks. And then he, like, goes into the store. But then he comes back and he's like, you know, I guess it's true what they say. That old people, while slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that, and, like, and then when he goes to the store, that's why she takes all of his stuff. Yep. Because she's pissed at him. Yep. But anyway, anyway. No, that's great. Yeah, man. The, um, Troy, your line about... 
Let's go to Aspen. I don't know, Lloyd. The French are assholes, dude. I that actually I can watch. Oh, was it? My bad. But that that, was the same sequence as the old lady. I know. That's 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 gold. That is the French are assholes. (laughs) That's gold. But uh, (laughs) and it's not it's not that significant. But I bet you I could watch Dumb and Dumber two thousand times, and every time this part of the movie comes up, I'm gonna chuckle. I'm gonna laugh. It's when um. They're heading out west, and they stop at the gas station. Oh my! <laughs> and um, and Lloyd's coming out of the gas station, and there's a group of guys standing there by the curb, and he walks up to him and he says, "Hey guys, oh big gulps, huh? <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, see you see later. You later. <laughs> <laughs> see, I had two more, and it was the one you said, Troy, and the one you just said, DG. I had both of them. That's why I wanted you guys to go first before I said them. Yeah, Those dude. are. The ones that we've said already are top three. I love I love that one, and I got one more. It's um, it's when Mary Swanson and Harry go on that date behind Lloyd's back. Yep, and uh, they go skiing and they, they make a snowman and and then they're just like kind of frolicking through this snowy meadow and uh you know and like Mary like scoops up some snow and just kind of <laughs> it just kind of throws it on Harry's jacket mm-hmm. and he like looks down and he looks at her with this like indignant look on his face like what the hell was that <laughs> and so and so he like bends down and, and packs a hard snowball and just like smokes her in the face from like <laughs> 10 feet away and, knocks her out. and she's like she can't believe it and then, then the the camera goes back to Harry, and he like spits on the ground like he's getting ready to fight her, and then it's on after that. Just the Doesn't snow fire. He, spear? he yeah, spears her. They go rolling down the hill. Yeah. Like he ends up on top of her, and he's like shoving her face in the snow. And then he gets off of her, and he gets up, and he's got his fists up. He's like, "Come on, come on, you want something? You want to <laughs> fight? Fight!" And then they both just start laughing. But dude, that's that gets me every time. Classic, classic. Corey with the K, you got one. Just to add on his was when he licks the pole too on their date too. That's funny. Too. The licking the pole. Licks the pole when she tries to like get his, get his face off. But no, my two are just a couple quick hitters. So the first one you mentioned, Harry's date with Mary. Mine's on Lloyd's date, where here they go, like she goes or he goes to her house, but Harry like spiked whatever he was drinking with some laxative. And then he like has to go upstairs and use no, the actually, bathroom. Actually, Lloyd spiked Harry's drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because okay. Lloyd found out that they went yeah. behind his yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, anyway, he, he gets to Mary's house and has to go to the bathroom because it hits him. And then like he's in the bathroom and she knocks on the door. I hope you're not using the bathroom because that bathroom don't work. I'm shaking. And, and he just completely shaves. <laughs> and he just completely destroyed this bathroom. Oh, he goes. I'm shaving. Yeah. Who shows up the so dates house? He was late, so he was shaving. And then the other one, just another quick hit. It's like when I, I can't remember exactly, but it's when they go and get dinner at some diner and they try something really stupid hot. And they're sitting there at the bar afterwards, and their mouth's on fire, and they just have the ketchup and mustard just squirting the air with their tongue sticking out, trying to catch it to cool off their tongue. Yeah. Just that part right there is hilarious. Troy, yeah. you had something to add. Yeah, I had I had one I just want to throw in there before we go to the, the next uh, voicemail. It's uh, when the, I don't even know how they met this woman. She was a dark-complected Gal. Oh, they stopped. They stopped to get gas. Yeah, oh, yeah. at the gas yeah. station. Gas Harry station. was. Yeah. Harry was filling up. 
Harry was filling up. Just give me your goddamn number. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. you hit it on the head right there. <laughs> yeah, because uh, so she was rattling on about her ex and all yeah, this shit, yeah. and this his pants are on. He's fire. on fire. <laughs> Just give me your goddamn number. Oh, that's yeah, it's great. So one that we didn't hit on, and it's right after Corey with the K's when they were squirting the ketchup and the mustard in the air, and then they get the guy with the rat poison. Yeah. They're driving off, like, fast. And, you know, Lloyd's got to pee. So Lloyd's peeing in the bottles. You know, he's <laughs> he's peeing in the bottles. He says he can't stop because it burns. It burns. And then he spills it all over himself when he's trying to switch out the bottles. Well, then they get pulled over. The sheriff or whatever pulls up beside him and says, Pull over! Pull over! <laughs> Harry goes, No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing! <laughs> And then, yeah. and then they pull over, and you know the cops like, "Oh, what you boys been doing? You been sucking back a little bit of Grandpa's cough syrup, have you?" Yeah. He goes, "They're like, oh no, no." He goes, "Shut up, you pumpkin pie haircutted freak! <laughs> Hand it over." So he takes a drink of the beer, or actually, it's a piss beer, and he takes a drink, and goes, <laughs> <laughs> and then Lloyd goes, "Tick tack, sir." <laughs> he goes. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the last one on Dumb and Dumber. Great movie. Great voicemail, Troy. Corey with K. We got the next one lined up for us. What's going on, Sip and Serve podcast? This is Jake. Just want to let you guys know I think what you're doing is awesome. I love the content. I look forward to it every Thursday morning. I'm kind of with Adam Blake on what he said in the last episode. Talking about maybe doing another episode to have something to look forward to on a Monday or Tuesday morning. Um, just cause I, I love what you guys are putting out there. Would love to be on an episode sometime, hang out with you guys in the sip and serve studio. I think that'd be awesome. Um, just wanted to touch on a few things. Just got done listening to the Kobe Bryant episode. You guys just did. I thought that was an awesome tribute. I was never a huge Kobe Bryant fan. Um, I kind of just respected his competitiveness and uh, his will and motivation on a daily basis, the Mamba mentality. Um, and, and when he, he passed, it was one of those things where it was just kind of hit different. You know, a lot of the things that you guys were saying resonated with me. And I mean, it was probably a week or two where I just kind of like was sick to my stomach thinking about him and his daughter and, and just the whole thing. Um, it was just one of those freak accidents. and. Uh, I know we'll, we'll all carry on the Mamba mentality, his legacy uh, for forever. But going off of that, uh, the Lakers obviously for 824 wore the black Mamba uniforms. I'd like to get you guys' thoughts on that. When they've worn those uniforms this year uh, so far, they've, they've fared pretty well. Um, if possible, if the NBA were allow them to wear those uniforms throughout the rest of the playoffs, do you think that they, they should do that? Um, maybe allow them to play a little bit better, um, just knowing what they're representing when they when they put those uniforms on. I know in past when when I've worn a special uniform or, or something new, it's kind of up the level of play just because you feel like you're representing something a little bit bigger than yourself. And then secondly, uh, obviously Kobe Bryant uh, had his shoe line with Nike. A lot of people are a big fan of those of his shoes. Everybody's kind of got their favorite when it comes to whether they like Jordans or. A bronze or adidas or a reebok i'd love to get you guys thoughts on on your favorite basketball shoes maybe even do 
a top five and a six man or even maybe a fantasy draft with with your favorite hoop shoes maybe you like the nike shocks or you know any of the lebrons or jays um maybe the reebok pumps but would love to hear your thoughts on that um big fan loyal supporter wish you guys the best thanks jake i'm just gonna go ahead and say it that might have been the the best voicemail ever off the sip and serve hotline appreciate your support but to answer your question about the uh, black mamba jerseys lakers warm on kobe day mamba day 824 beat this shit straight out of the trailblazers on that brakes off of them beat the brakes off of them and lebron was getting quoted after the game he said i looked up at the scoreboard and it was 24 to 8 at one point and i felt it i felt his presence in that gymnasium and i felt that he was there with us and he goes, tonight's going to be a good night. Mamba's here. And, you know, they got the, they got his jerseys on. And what's the chances of the Lakers up 24-8 to 8 on that day? Wild. Wild to think, but it really happened. True story. So, do I think it gave them an edge? I absolutely do. I really do. I think it just gives them an extra pep in their step. I mean, they, they put on the Mamba jerseys. They see the little heart there with the two in it for Gigi. That was her number for the Mamba Academy. And they're wearing Kobe's jersey? Absolutely. I think it gives them the hell of an edge. So, should they wear them for the rest of the playoffs? I don't see why not. If they're a away team, I mean, sometimes you know you got to be, you know, the way in the home. If they they should wear it every time for the away games because it's a black jersey. Yeah, wear them. Absolutely. I think they should. And to answer your question about the favorite shoes, well, I've got... I'm a, I'm a big shoe guy. I'm a shoe collector. So my favorite casual shoes to wear, like if I'm going out to a bar, if I'm going out with jeans on or something. Vans. Wrong. Absolutely wrong, Troy. That was a terrible guess. Skateboard sneakers. I'm going to go with, well, Vans are all right. But, but you got those slip-ons. Are those DCs? Those are DCs. Oh. But those aren't. My go, I don't wear them out to like a bar or something. Those are my like house slippers, and like if I'm doing something with my friends outside yeah. or something, yeah. like throwing cornhole or something. So I'm gonna wear Jordan threes, Jordan fours, or the low top twos. Those are my favorite casual shoes to wear. And where DG is looking back, and I got a few of them sitting out here. More than a few. Yeah. So I, I've got. Uh, my favorite shoes to wear out, not play basketball in, are Jordan 2 Lows, 3s and 4s. Those are my favorites. And then my favorite shoes to play ball in. Growing up, we all played for the same high school here that's sitting around the table tonight. The Nike Shock wasn't a bad sneaker to wear, but it wasn't my favorite. I wore them my sophomore year that I played varsity with these guys. It was a comfortable shoe. Wasn't bad. And then my junior and senior year, our coach let us pick what we wanted to wear. So I went to the Jordan shoe because I was a big Jordan guy. And they were all right. I still got all the pairs. I got them upstairs somewhere in my closet. I saved all my shoes from high school. I still got them. But I'm going to tell you what my favorite basketball shoe to wear was. I didn't figure this out until I went to college and played. 
was the Adidas Pro Model 2Gs. The Adidas Pro Model 2Gs. Now everybody's like, Adidas, really? Yeah, I really love wearing the Adidas Pro Model 2Gs because they were light and they had good traction. And I wore the same pair of shoes all three years. Adidas Pro Model 2Gs. I, I never got a new pair of shoes because I love these ones so much. I didn't want to break in a new pair. I just wore the same pair. And the thing is that I liked them so much. Our collars were green and white. And like my shoe was all green, like metallic. Like it was shiny, like real shiny. And they were just, they they felt good, great on my feet and they looked good with the uniform. So rubber toe, big rubber toe. Yeah. I mean, I didn't mind them at all. I mean, they, they collar match well and they look good and they felt good. So that's what I'm going to roll with. My favorite pair of basketball shoes that to everywhere are Adidas Pro Model 2Gs. And... The thing is, I I kind of, now that I play like in the men's league at the Y League, I went to a, like a Nike Air Hirachi, and I don't mind them. They were cheap. They were at the Nike Outlet. I'm like, I just need a pair to play in at the Nike Outlet, you know. I'm not going to order a pair off East Bay. I'm not going to order a new pair of Adidas. I'm just going to go to the Nike Outlet and give me like a cheap $40 pair, and I'll survive. You know, it's, it's just a men's league. And I found a pair of Hirachis up there for cheap. They're all white. I love them. So, I mean, they, they feel good, so... Anyway, I hope I answered your question well. Thanks for your support. On to Troy. Um, to the Black Mamba jersey, I'm with Clay. Uh, I, I do think it'll give him an edge, a boost um, in the playoffs. Um, I think a little bit off him, I would like him to wear him sporadically, like key games during the series. Like a game seven. Yeah. Or like a 2-2 game. Yeah. I got you. I like that. Yeah. I, I think you can you can wear it too much. Yep. There's got to be a that's, a, a... that's a good point, Troy. A breaking point. Um, but yeah, definitely an edge on that one. Um, shoes. Um, basketball shoes. Uh, I mean, I just wore what whatever the team wanted to wear um, and whatever we picked. I Back then, I didn't... I didn't mind... I mean, I wasn't big into shoe. I wasn't a big shoe guy. I mean, yeah. I didn't think it really. I mean, you wasn't a sneakerhead. No, it, the Nike, the Adidas, they felt the same to me. Now that I've gotten older, I, I try to. I run a little bit outside, so I try to find that sneaker that you know fits me. And I've had a knee injury, an Achilles injury, so we've heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta have something there to, you know make me last a little bit longer through my life. Um, right now I run in the A6 uh, Nimbus 21, and the only reason I got those is because they're half off. <laughs> so it, it for me, it's about a good quality shoe that is good value, you know, cheap, but but a solid shoe. And uh, when I first ran in it, it was it was kind of tough. I mean, it what it did. It didn't break in real easy, so I, you know you had to run it another week or two, and felt pretty good. Um, and then I have a New Balance 1080 V10 um, with a fresh frame, most comfortable shoe I've ever had. Literally, 
I mean, if you want a shoe to walk in, now I don't think it's the best running shoe, but casual, casual wearing, kind of like I said about the two, three, and four Jordans, just a casual pair of shoes to wear. Yeah, but if you're a nurse and you're on your feet all day, like this is the shoe. All right, all right. Give you a little shock absorption. Yeah, but it, it's super comfort. I don't know if it's going to last as many miles as your typical running shoes, your Brooks, your Asics. But, man, this is uh, <laughs> the casual shoe you got to get. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, about the Black Mamba jerseys, <clears throat> you know, I have no... I can imagine if I was a Lakers player and I donned the Black Mamba jersey that that might... That's going to make me feel some kind of way. Um, that's going to give me a little extra. But I think more than that, it was the fact that they were playing on 824. Just the, just knowing what that day meant and what it represented to a, a lot of people, including Kobe's family. Um, you know, you're in the middle of a playoff game. Like, I think that probably would motivate me personally more than – more than the uniforms, um, and I'm kind of like Troy. Like, I think you can you could probably outwear something like that, so it wouldn't be an every every game thing for me. It would kind of lose its effect. But for me, like I've always been, I've never been in on a team where we wore any kind of special jerseys. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what that feels like, but for me, it's always been more of a mentality of it's not what's on you, it's what's in you, kind of thing. So I guess for me, if I was a Laker, I would be or any playing for any team really. I would be playing um, with a purpose. I'd be kind of playing and trying to like, I don't know, harness that that black that Mamba mentality into my game and into how I played, into how I approached, into I into how I approached those games more than more so than than my uniform and what my uniform looked like. But anyway, um, about the shoe question. So casual shoes, man. I've been for the last few years now. I've been into these Nike Metcons. Um, I've been doing a lot of cross training, a lot of running, just trying to stay in shape. Now that you know I'm not playing sports as often and stuff like that. Um, I feel like the Nike Metcon, it's pretty versatile. You know, you can lift in it, you can run in it, you can jog in it, you can walk in it. It's just kind of comfortable, and you just kick around. It's it's It can do a lot of different things, so that's kind of what I've been rocking just casually. Um, but I got a couple of casual favorites, like from back in the day, man. I, I remember when I was in high school, I had a pair of Reebok Pump Omni Lights. White? They were white and navy. The pump was blue. Yeah, yeah. navy. Yeah. The pump was navy. Yeah, dude, I love those things. Those were cool. Um, I just, I'd never been really a Reebok guy, but at that point, I just, I love rocking the pump. And then I also had a pair of uh, Reebok Question Low Tops, and they were white, silver, and red. Oh, and those were, questions. Those were pretty sick, too. Iverson. Yeah, yeah. Iverson. One of Iverson. I had a pair of the black and white ones, man. Those were great shoes to zip up on the front. Yeah, well, mine didn't have a zip. Because yours were low. Yep, mine were the lows. Yep, I so, had the high top. But those were cool, too. Um, those are probably some of my favorite casual shoes. And I tell you what, there's nothing wrong with just kicking around in a pair of Chuck Taylors, either. No, not at all. That, I mean, talk about versatility. Ask Monk Roll. Yo, Monk lives and dies by them. 
Does he, um, play, does he play ball in that? Hell no. Back in high school he did, but nowadays he's just casual. What, what did he play when he played tennis? He had like a low top pair of like Nike or New Balance. Yep. My favorite basketball shoe of all time, the 2001 Nike Air Signature Players. Uh, 2001, obviously, it was a, a while ago. Um, so I was like junior high, you know, freshman in high school. These things were white and they had a navy tongue, but they were cool and they were light. That was my thing. I had to have a light shoe. Me too. I had to, I, if I felt like I was walking around the floor with a couple of cinder blocks on my feet, I just, I felt like I was slow and sluggish and I couldn't move, man. So I, I had to have a light shoe and, and that's what they were, man. That's what they were light and just, I felt quick in them, which was weird because I wasn't a quick player. And then um, I tell you, we my senior year, Troy senior year, we had we had team Nike shocks. I didn't like those though. I, I mean, loved them. They were okay, but the Nike shocks that I always wanted to this day, I wish I had a pair. The Vince Carter's BB the Nike, fours. the Nike BB fours. Yeah, those are the greatest Nike shocks of all time. Oh man, those are the first ones. Vince Carter came out. Y'all, y'all thought you could jump to the gym in them. Yeah, them, them shocks didn't help you worth a shit. Oh no! They but you remember cool. those commercials though? Hell yeah! Boing. I mean, that's. What, I mean, dude, do you know what them? Do you know what them shoes are going for nowadays? Oh, you don't want to know. You, you don't. Yeah, I mean, if you get on like Amazon and, and yeah. you want to try buy a pair of BB fours, they just came out. Outrageous. They, they just came out. I think like last year with like a new. It, it was the same BB four, but they just rebranded them, kind of like they do with Jordan retros every year. And nowadays, you try to get them. I mean, you're paying you're paying close to three hundred bucks for a pair. Yeah. So those BB fours were sick. Yeah. Of course, K. What you got, man? All right. So with the the Laker Mamba jersey, uh, they're gonna keep it short. I I like the jersey, but just wearing them all the time would just kind of ruin the specialness of it. It's almost like Ohio State's black jerseys. They were real cool, but I cannot stand when they play Michigan and wear the black jerseys. It's so stupid. They've been playing for a hundred years. It's the scarlet versus the maize and blue. And it's just, I hate when they play the black jerseys. So special times, special places, cool jerseys like that. Or if you're Oregon, every time you play, but keep it special occasions. And as far as shoes, I'm not a huge shoes guy, but uh, you guys have already hit on the head. Uh, Nike shocks. Uh, back in the day, Nike had a Nike ID. And I had custom ones, so I had a black with light blue trim on the tongue. Had my last name on the back. Had my basketball number. I on remember it. those. So that was one. Of, that was probably my favorite shoes, and they were Nike Shocks, like one of the first couple ones through Nike ID. And then a shoe that I've always liked and admired are the Nike Foam Posits. Always yeah. liked the way they looked. Yeah. I never owned a pair, but those are sleek. Those are just ones I always liked. Foam Posits. Foam. Foam Posits. Posits. Yeah, okay. they're almost like. They're like groove. You, you, Nike? Yeah, you've, I'm sure you've seen them. They're like grooved on the outside and almost looks like someone just grabbed them like with your fingers and just pulled. I, it's the best way I can explain it. They got like <laughs> grooves on yeah, them. Yeah, they're grooves. I just always liked them. All right, Jake. Well, hopefully we answered your voicemail correctly. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hey, man, we really do appreciate your support and we can't wait to have you on. I'll be getting a hold of you. We'll get you on an episode, man. Hopefully, you know what would be great? If we had you and Adam down here for a sip and serve round table. Oh, man. That'd, that'd be, be great. That'd be awesome. We'll have to set that up whenever you guys can meet up. You and Coach Adam Blake. 
have you guys on at the same time for a roundtable. Appreciate you guys supporting the show. Moving on. Corey with a K, DG, Troy. Are we ready to give the Sippin' Squad our top five sports movie characters? Yep. Let's go. Six man for Rolski. Top five sports movie characters. My six man coming off the bench. Rudy Rudinger. Rudy. From Solid. the from the movie Rudy, nineteen ninety three. Hmm, that's your six. Sean asked. That's, Aston. that's, that's yeah. my six man. Now I'm gonna tell you why. Growing up as a kid, this you know nineteen ninety three. I was three years old when it came out, but I, I first got introduced to this movie, you know, watching it on TBS or whatever. It was on TNT when I was growing it up, when I was growing up. You know, I probably seen it in, you know, 99 when I was about nine years old. And I just, I just, I seen this guy just working his ass off, kind of like the Mamba mentality. Like this guy, Rudy had the Mamba mentality and he went to Notre Dame and he, you know, his one of his best friends had had an accident and passed away, and he had that mentality that he wanted to play for Notre Dame. So he went there, he got enrolled, he worked his ass off, and he finally made the team at the end of the movie. But I'm going to tell you what, what made the movie was the end of the movie, is when he actually got in that game, and he got that sack. Without question. Dude, if you don't get emotional, if your hand, if I mean, if your hair don't stand up on your arms... And if you don't shed a tear when he gets that sack and the crowd goes wild and they carry him off the field, there's something wrong with you. Check your pulse. If you're not a sports fan. So Rudy Rudiger, my sixth man. Great movie. Great actor. Rudy Rudiger. TJ, to you for your sixth man. Uh, My sixth man goes to Lucian Lauren. uh, John Malkovich uh, off the Secretariat movie. Secretariat? Disney movie? Horse racing. the horse. Oh. Wow, that's I can, a stretch. Man. I can obviously say that's a, that's I a, have <laughs> never seen that movie, Troy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a sports movie. It's a, you're right. Yeah, it's no, a, you're right. I mean, you're entitled to your own opinion, but damn, son, I've never seen the movie. Why wouldn't you pick Secretariat? The horse? Yeah. No, dude, He's more important than this, whatever name talent. he just said. <laughs> Lucian. All right, Lucian. All right, let's not dog him yet. Let's give him his explanation. I mean... You guys are always dogging me, man. I, That's why we bring you on. <laughs> we Lucian, love you. Lucian was the the horse trainer. Yeah, for Secretariat. Okay, and just his. Uh, I mean, he he gave comedy to that movie. I mean, it was just a PG kids movie, but he just. He made me laugh. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, if that's your pick, I mean, we're all entitled to our top six here. So, DG, what's your six, man? Some people say you know they can't believe Jamaica. We got a bobsled team. Cool running. Sanka. <laughs> Sanka. That's a good one. He's my sixth man, my first guy off the bench. Dreadlocks. Um, I remember Irv Blitzer, the coach, put him in the uh, the, the uh, ice cream truck to get him used to the cold weather, and his <laughs> one of his dreadlocks snapped yeah. off. <laughs> I remember <laughs> He jumped over the uh, the over the bar in the Olympic Village during that bar fight. He had the lucky egg. He was just fantastic. This guy man. was just everywhere. He was he was all over the place, and I loved it. Great pick. Yeah, Sanka. Look in the mirror and tell me what you see. <laughs> That's that wasn't him. That's not him. Yeah. 
No, Sonk is the one that says that. Yeah, but Sonk is in there. Yeah, he's the one that says that. The baldy. It's the bald headed guy. He's telling Sonka. Yeah. Tell me what you see. No, that's Junior. Junior. He's talking to Junior. Yeah, but Junior Beverly. Oh, maybe Sanka don't say that. I think yeah, that's see? Main, I think that's the speed, the, the main guy that says that. Sanka's. No, it's Baldy and Sanka. We can play this after it, but I know. Yeah, we'll settle this, we'll this off air. Yeah. Corey K, six man. All right, my six man comes from a Disney Channel original. Came out in 1998 or 99, I believe. A movie called Brink. And mine is Andy Brink Brinker. Going with the extreme sports. The yeah. skateboarding. The skateboarding sport. Now, I'm a, you team, know, team. I like this one because we were growing up and we all, we've all seen oh, yeah. this movie. Yeah, you gotta probably got to be 25 or older to know this one. Brink. I mean, it's a great movie. Yeah. Team, Absolutely. Team Pup and Suds. Team Pup and Suds all yeah. the way. Great. Great one, Corey K. I mean, I agree with you. That's a great movie. My fifth. Now, we're, we're coming in to our starting five here. My fifth. This guy's name is Happy Gilmore <laughs> in the movie Happy Gilmore, 1996. Great comedy. I mean, Adam Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with an Adam Sandler movie, but I think he killed this one. He was in his younger days, and I mean, this was. I think this is right up there with Billy Madison, one oh, of his best. That's better than Billy. You think so? Okay. I, well, I, I mean, people's got their opinions, but Happy Gilmore is one of the best movies he's ever made. And the scene that really gets me and it made me pick this one was when he's fighting Bob Barker Bob down Barker. that hill. <laughs> he got in a fist fight with Bob Barker. I mean, uh, the price is right, <laughs> bitch. Price is wrong, Bob. <laughs> All the price is wrong, yeah. Bob. That's what it is. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Happy Gilmore. I mean, who, who among us who's been out golfing? Hasn't tried the happy drive at some point. Uh, you know at what some I'm point in time, you it's iconic. To. It's a, he's an icon. And there's there's been many of heads broke off their driver because oh, of that. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm good at it. Give me a couple beers and get me on a golf course. I have multiple videos of me just happy Gilmore and balls putting it right in the middle of her. 1996 Happy Gilmore. That's my fifth. On to you, Troy. What's your fifth? Uh, my fifth is uh, Harry Hogg, Robert Duvall. Days of Thunder. That's a great pick, that's man. That's, that's solid. A good one. That's that a good one. Solid. Um, I love the movie. That's that's what pushed me to pull a character from this movie. And uh, I love when he's eating ice cream. You know, <laughs> yeah. when Trickle's out there racing. I mean, you can't. That's one of a kind pit crew member there. And you know, after he was eating ice cream. You know, Trickle gets pissed off, and he's he's coming into the pits, and he's going to raise some hell. But after that scene, I love it when when Tim, the owner, comes in there. He had a nice quote on this. We messed up big time on Sunday. I had sponsors in the stands. I'm hugging and holding hands and kissing them in the air and praying for a good showing. And what do we do? We end up looking like a monkey fucking a football out there. <laughs> Great line. That's awesome. Great line. <laughs> One of the best. Yeah. I mean, we can all relate to the monkey effing the football. We that's, say it all the time. That's solid. DG, what about you? My fifth is uh, Major League Two, Rube Baker, catcher. Yep. He, uh, 
he had the yips, man. He couldn't he couldn't get the ball back to the pitcher. So you'd see him throwing to the third baseman and telling the third baseman to throw it to the pitcher because he just for whatever reason he could not get the ball back to the pitcher. So Jake Taylor's a coach in, in Major League Two, so he um he gives him like a like a lingerie magazine or something. I can't remember exactly, but uh he, he says, Hey, take a look at this, you know, see what you think. And so he starts reciting the entries from the lingerie catalog while during the games and that's what helps him fix the yips and then that's when he can finally throw the ball back to the pitcher. But that's a good pick. He's man. he you know, he plays like the country bumpkin, like the 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 farm boy on the team and dude, he's got some great lines in that movie and some just some real quotable parts. Rube Baker, my number five. Corey with the K, you're five. All right, I got another Disney one for you, another nineties Disney, but this one's from a blockbuster in the nineties. Uh, the Little Giants. I'm going with Becky Icebox O'Shea, fullback for the Little Giants. Great. She used to drive that <laughs> golf cart to practice. Yeah. Not the golf cart, the go-kart yeah. to practice. Yeah, she was a beast. With Spike. the little flag on the back. Spike don't know anything about the icebox. Her dad was the coach. Yeah. Yep. She, he wanted her to be the cheerleader. Yeah. Well, no, she did. Her... Her uncle, uncle, who was the coach oh, of the, the Cowboys. Cowboys, wanted her to be the wanted her to be a cheerleader. That's and right. She said she wasn't a cheerleader. She came out in the second half, put her eye black on, and they got her back, got him back for a victory. Great pick. I like it. I hope I have a daughter like like that, like the ice box. Yeah, she's a beast. Solid. My number four, and I'm sure we can all relate to this, along with the sipping squad. When I was growing up. I met this guy. I, I met this guy. I never met this guy. But <laughs> I seen this guy on the movie, and I wanted to be him. I wanted to be this guy. And when we were all this age, I don't know what this, I don't know how old he was, but I'm just going to say 11 or 12. Benny the Jet Rodriguez. That's a good one. Sandlot, 1993. Hmm. If you grew up in a small town like we all did, and, you know, Uncle Buck, we talked about meeting up at the churchyard, playing football, playing uh, tennis ball like baseball. We all wanted to be Benny the Jet because he was a leader. A son of a gun, he threw on the PF Flyers, jumped over that fence, went against that dog, got that ball back, signed Babe Ruth ball. He did that for his boys. We all wanted to be Benny the Jet growing up. So my number four, Benny the Jet Rodriguez, Sandlot, 1993, Classic. I I don't even know how I didn't put Sandlot on my list. I mean that was a great pick. Uh, number four for uh, Pierce is Lou Brown from the movie The Major League. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. fantastic pick. Come on, Dorn, get in front of the damn ball. Don't give me this ole bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Nice catch, Hayes. Don't ever fucking do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, he was a great coach. I mean, Major League is one of the greatest sports movies of all time, so I can't blame you for that, Troy. DG, what you got for number four? You just hold this in, and I'll kick the bloody piss out of it. Yes. Replacements. Nigel Gruff, <laughs> the field goal kicker. So good. The old uh, soccer player, the Irishman. Yeah. He, on the sidelines smoking his smeasleys. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I think there was one scene he was on the field mm-hmm. getting ready. He was lining up for a for a field goal. No chin strap on, cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and he just nails. It's like a sixty-five year, sixty-five yard field goal. And then there was the bar scene where he just like the the guys coming at him from the uh, from the the um, the team. He's he's on the real Washington Sentinels team, and they get in a bar fight with the replacement players, and he's just like, "Come on, come on, come on, stop!" And then he just kicks him in the nuts, and the dude just doubles over. And then after the after the uh, the fight's over with, he's just like, "Yeah," he's looking around. He's like, "Yeah, I took care of my business. I did my thing." Nigel Gruff, my number uh, four, four, solid. All right, so my four is guy by the name of Roy McElroy. He is the main character in the movie Tin Cup. He's a golfer. One thing I just always thought it was funny, like beginning of the thing, he's got the yips and his uh, caddy tells him to put his change all in a different pocket, pull one pocket out, put, put your hat on backwards and then just hit the ball. And then another scene is he's trying to, uh, make it to like the majors for the PGA. So he plays like a qualifier and he gets mad. He starts breaking all his clubs except for the seven iron. And then he's thinking about his, his uh, round afterwards and was like, Hey, you remember that shot on seven? It was like a, it was a, a nice chip or something. What club was that? That was a seven iron. How about that putt on 12? What was that? I think I used a seven iron. So I just, it's a good, it's one of my favorites. I mean, I, I mean, I can get pretty pissed off playing oh, golf, yeah. and I, I think we all can. I mean, you know, if we had an endless supply, I think we would snap snap some more clubs or throw some more clubs. Absolutely. I mean, my golf game is terrible. I wish I could <laughs> throw my freaking driver after every drive. Yeah, that's a fact. Don't, because that's that shit's expensive. <laughs> all right, my number three, 1993 movie, Growing Up, Little League. Watching this kid throw the baseball was wild. Henry Rowan Gardner, <laughs> rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. When he did that slap shot pitch, man, what he what he he tripped over the baseball in the yard, didn't he? Yeah, he's trying to impress his girlfriend, and he went after that fly ball in the schoolyard, and yeah. there was a just a ball laying out there, and he tripped and fell and landed right on his shoulder. He was in the cast the rest of the summer. By God, when he got that cast off, he was slinging piss missiles. Yep. His uh, his tendons healed a little tight. Yep. <laughs> Henry Rowan Gardner, rookie of the year, nineteen ninety three, number three pick. What do you enjoy? Okay, I I got the same movie for number three, but I got the pitching coats. <laughs> Brickma. Good, good, good pick. The key to being a big league pitcher are the three R's. Readiness, recuperation, and conditioning. You see, after the game, a lot of guys like to ice up their arm. Still, others think that heat is the way to go. But I have discovered the secret, Henry. Hot ice. That's right. Hot ice. I heat up the ice cubes. (laughs) It's the best of both worlds. (laughs) Classic, dude. Brigma. Oh, <laughs> so number three, Brigma, rookie of the year. Dude, that's solid. I mean, um, when he gets stuck in between the hotel rooms and nobody, he gets locked in there and nobody knows he's in there and it's like his arm, 
that's a classic that's a classic part and then um when he choked him, but he chokes on the sunflower seeds. You remember that part? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He just he was all about the sunflower seeds. But back to that uh, between the two hotel rooms, that guy, the the guy that works there, is like, like the like the bellhop. Yeah, that guy is like yeah, he's an he was, oddball. Yeah, man. he was he was weird. But uh, my number three, as fate would have it, is uh, is also going to be Brickma. I mean, that's just fantastic. <laughs> I would love if he was a pitching coach on my baseball team, and I wasn't even a pitcher. Just having him around would be just awesome. Remember when he's taking batting practice and the thing keeps hitting him in the head? Fantastic. Fun fact. The guy that played uh, Daniel Stern, or I'm sorry, the guy that played Brickma, his name's Daniel Stern. He's yeah. an actor. He was also the director of that movie. I don't know if you knew I that or not. did really. Not. Yeah, he directed it. So anyway, Brickma, my number three. Nice. Okay, so my third, uh, it's kind of a loophole. I actually picked a guy who plays in the NBA, and I picked Jesus Shuttlesworth off of He Got Game, Ray Allen. I mean, that's that's an all-around one of the greatest basketball movies of all time. Yeah, it's just a, like like you said, it's just a good game it, it, or a good movie. It's nothing really special that kind of sticks out to me, but it was just one guy, the first one of the first people I thought when we started making my list. I really enjoyed that movie and just a good story. I mean, one of the greatest actors of all times in that movie as well. Denzel. Denzel, baby. I mean, yeah, he got games one of the greatest sports movies. I mean, basketball movies of all time. My second pick in the top sports movie characters. It's not a draft, but top five. Ricky Vaughn, a.k.a. Wild Thing, Major League, 1989. I mean, is that three so far on Major League? I mean, I, I count Major That's League, too. Major League is I mean, my favorite there's, there's movie, yeah. sports movie of all time. Major League goes. Yeah, Major League. Dude, there, it took all my might to leave Willie Mays Hayes off the list. He was, I mean, he was close. On Ricky, too. Ricky Vaughn, aka Wild Thing. I mean, <laughs> I tell you, when he when he when he comes in with his leather jacket, with his hair cut off the motorcycle, he gets dropped off of the motorcycle, and he comes in to tryouts, and he's just throwing heat, just knocking the head off that dummy behind the plate. I mean, son of a bitch, motherfucker's throwing heat. <laughs> so we get going here, and he comes in, and he he can't hit the strike zone, but he's throwing a hundred and some mile an hour, so he gets the glasses. And then it gets good towards the end of the year. Championship game, they bring him in. When that music hits, when they bring him in and the crowd goes crazy, wild thing! No, 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 no! You make my heart sing! <laughs> like, that just gives me chills up and down my body. One of the greatest moments of sports history in a movie, wild thing. Ricky Vaughn, Major League, 1989. Mark it down, number two. On to you, Troy. Solid pick. Uh, my number two, we're getting up there, um, is Tough Hedeman, uh, played by S- Stephen Baldwin in the movie Eight Seconds. I don't know if you guys are is, familiar. Is, is, that a, or bull ride. is that a bull ride movie? Yeah, bull ride. That's what I thought. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, a little quote from uh, old Tough. Uh, he, they were, uh, they got piss-ass drunk from in the bar. And they got back, and uh, he's talking to Lane, and 
He says, you didn't even have a drink tonight. You didn't even have a beer. You can't be a cowboy and a nice guy, Lane. It just don't work like that. We got an image to uphold. Drinking, loving, fighting. Cowboy! <laughs> we are a tradition. Last of a dying breed. Let me tell you something else, pretty boy. You ain't got what it takes. You ain't got goddamn good enough. You're a puss. That's fabulous. Tough Hederman. Eight seconds. Nice. Which that's no, which that's based off of a, a true true story. Um, Lane Frost. Uh, he was a bull rider, and he uh, passed away. And uh, I think Cheyenne in a rodeo out there, and uh, he got speared by a bull coming in his uh, his back, and uh, and that I think that's what triggered the bull riders to wear those uh, vests that they wear now uh, as a protection protection and now a lot of them wear the helmets and the cages on their face so i mean he was i mean tough was his wingman and lane was the was the true champion of the of the little posse that they had but um just just hits your heart i mean great movie i knew that was gonna be on your list uh my number two uh back to major league pedro serrano (laughs) Uh, Joe Boo in the dugout, cigars and rum. Another major league. Yeah, man. It's too good to pass up. Hats for bats. Straight ball, I hit very far. <laughs> but curveball, bats are afraid. <laughs> I mean, he's just fantastic. Him him just doing curls in the locker room just before the game's just whew. Just pumping him out. I mean, there's so many, there's so many good parts with Pedro. I mean, and then in Major League Two, he comes back and he's all like Zen Buddhist. It's just his character's fantastic. Troy, I mean, do you remember when we were in Little League and we used to feed the bats, the sunflower seeds, before we hit? We did that. We, you, you remember that? Yeah. No, we would we would line the bats up on the fence. Yep. We would set bottles of like Gatorade out in front of them. We would buy we would have our moms buy Gatorade specifically for the bats, <laughs> and we would twist the lids off of them. We set Gatorade in front of them, and we'd like pour out sunflower seeds in front of them so they could hit so they could eat and drink. We balls. feed the bats, baby. I don't. Remember I can't that. believe you don't remember. I don't. That. Dude, wow. I remember. Come that on, one. Troy, you son of a. <laughs> Good times, but it was all because of Pedro Serrano. Yeah, it's all be- it all dials back to his pick, Pedro. That's right. Number two, my, Pedro Serrano. Okay, what you got? My favorite thing about Serrano was in the in the second one they get the new, like the new teammate that keeps calling him out, and telling him he don't have any marbles, and he's just going around doing Tanaka. Their, yeah, Tanaka. He's just going around asking him if he has marbles the whole time, and he finally hits a home run, and he does the move where he's got his marbles back. But uh, uh, my second is. Is by far my favorite Will Ferrell movie, which will we'll probably get some drawback. And it's Jackie Moon from Semi Pro, player, coach, owner. Jackie Moon of the Flint Tropics. <laughs> he could do it all. He it. was in the running for one of my six men. I'm not gonna lie. He's, he's my. I mean, a lot of people don't like that movie, but I, it's my favorite. And it's just, uh, it's so funny. I love it. Everything. No, no, I agree with you. I mean. You gotta have some humor to enjoy the movie. Oh yeah. I mean, a lot, like you said, a lot of people don't like Semi Pro, but there's some good actors in it. Yeah. There's some popular people in that movie. Yeah. Andre, Andre Three Thousand. Yeah. 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 Yep. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, what's what's the white dude's name that they traded for the washing machine? Yeah, it's uh, the big guy. Yeah, no, 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 no it was the it was, uh, was the guy who used to be a pro player. Then he washed out. Moxon. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, it's, is it Woody what, Harrelson? Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah. that's who it is. Yeah, yep. there. I mean, there's some popular actors in there. Oh yeah. Anyway, now we're getting down to it. The number ones, your favorite. Sports character of all time in a movie. I'm just going to give you guys a few quotes here. Bear with me. Yes. Jonathan Moxon, you're under arrest for not being naked with some sophomore chick who wants to bathe you with her tongue. Now take off your goddamn clothes and get in the car. (laughs) I say no more. Oh my God, she's just got that look. Like I just fell out of I'm going to suck your dick tree and hit every branch on the way down. <laughs> Charlie Tweeter, Varsity Blues, 1999. Second greatest sports movie of all time behind Major League. Major League 1, Varsity Blues 2. That's all I got to say. Charlie Tweeter, my number one. And if you argue that, you don't know sports movies. <laughs> on to you, Troy. I mean, you got to put... A top dog at number one. And my number one is uh, Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, if that if that, that actor don't give you goosebumps, I don't know what does. I mean, just they had good inspirational segments in that movie. Um, one I can pull out uh, that he said, The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Chills. No. I mean, no one can argue that Rocky Sylvester Stallone wasn't a great actor. I'm like, I'm not like he wasn't on my list, but deep down inside he probably should have been. I mean, we all could have had Sylvester Stallone and Rocky on our list. You know, I tried to deep I tried to go in my box a little bit. You know, I tried to I kinda knew people were going to pick Rocky, so I tried to go elsewhere because I know the people that I'm talking to here. But Troy, there's no way I'm I'm going to argue with you. DG to you. That's a great pick. Um, he would have definitely, definitely made my top five if I wasn't going with the entertainment value theme. You know, I'm. Yep. I, I that's kind of how I pick my my guys was entertainment value, not so much inspiration or motivation, but but uh, entertainment value. So without further ado, my number one. was my manager, and he called me a talking pile of pig shit. And that was when my parents drove all the way down from Michigan to see me play the game. And did I cry? No, no. No! No! And you know why? No. Because there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! 
What's the matter, Jerry? What? She's crying, sir. I didn't mean to do that. Perhaps you chastised her too vehemently. Good rule of thumb. Treat each of these girls as you would treat your mother. You want to ever tell you look like a penis with a little hat on? <laughs> You're out of here! Oh, no, right no, no, now, no, Jimmy, you, I heard you that! Misunderstood. <laughs> you misunderstood me! No, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm gonna, I know one man right now is going to appreciate that pick, and that's Monk Roll, because that's his favorite movie. Dude, Monk reminds me of Jimmy Dugan. Yeah. He always has. He's yeah. always reminded me of Jimmy Dugan. Monk loves Jimmy. I don't think I need to explain it any further after hearing that quote. Jimmy Dugan from A League of Their Own is my favorite all-time movie character. Corey with K. All right, so I'm going to follow Rolski's lead, and mine's from the same movie, Varsity Blues. Mine's Billy Bob. Oh, yeah. I mean, always uh, Billy Bob puke and rally. I'm not going to argue with that. And, and, man. The, and then my favorite thing is he, he, he carries around a pig. At the beginning of the movie, he's like, I love that dog. <laughs> and then someone's like, I think it's a pig. And he just shakes his head. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then he dips a bacon. Then he dips. Then he dips. <laughs> A bread slice into a jar of peanut butter and yeah, then pours just, yeah. freaking uh, syrup all over yeah. and eats it in his truck. Yeah, who, who needs a that's Billy Bob? Who needs a, a butter knife when you have just a piece of bread and the peanut butter right there? Just dip it right in. There. That's right. So, anyways, sipping squad. Hope you guys all enjoyed our top five movie characters all the time. We're going to make a Facebook post this week, and you guys can vote on the best list of characters of all time and let us know who won Troy's sitting here pointing to his head and I doubt Troy's going to win again I really doubt actually he didn't win the first time Corey with K won so Corey, Corey with K is trying to go back to back on us anyways let's move on it's time for the staple of the Sip and Serve podcast the listener questions and the question of the week Let's give a quick shout out to our sponsor the Old Canal Smokehouse the Smokehouse is known for the most unique craft beer selection rare bourbons to go along with their amazing food you can dine in order to take out or even have them cater your next event visit them in their newly renovated space at 94 east water street in downtown chillicothe query with k you're up all right first questions from jordan do you think professional athletes are overpaid what if you were the highest paid person among your co-workers is that the same would you take a pay cut to gain better co-workers to make your job easier. Jordan, once again, thanks for the support. You sent in a hell of a voicemail last week. Do I think professional athletes are overpaid? Absolutely. Absolutely, I do. I mean, these guys are out here hitting a baseball. I know it's hard. Don't get me wrong, baseball fans. I know it's probably the hardest. I know it's probably the hardest sport in history hitting a 102-mile-an-hour fastball or whatever. I know it's hard. I know it is. But these guys are getting paid. I don't know what Trout and whatever his name makes. I mean, these guys are making $400 million contracts now. I mean, that is absolutely crazy. $400 million? So, yeah, I mean, I, I do think it's, I, th- I do think they're overpaid. And these NBA guys... Uh, I mean, I'm not sure who the highest paid player in the NBA is, but these guys are getting paid, you know, upwards of $35 million a year to play basketball. I mean, come on. I mean, what's the limit here? I mean, I know, I know they're athletes. I know they're good. I know they're the best in the world. 
but $35 million to play a sport? It's a little unheard of in my book. What if you were the highest paid person among your coworkers? Is that the same? You know, I really don't think that is the same because you've got the education, you've got the experience, you should be running that company. I mean, say you're the manager, you've got the highest experience, you know what you're doing. I, I don't think it is the same because, I mean, you are good at what you do. You've got the education. You've paid for the education. You should be at the head of that job. Would you take a pay cut to better your coworkers and make the job easier? I doubt it. Because you know why? Because I spent my hard-earned money for that education to become that. I mean, I know that might sound selfish, but I mean that. I mean that's just what life is nowadays. I mean, you go to work, you get an engineering degree, and you go and you become this head of this company, and you're building all these buildings, and you got these, I mean, these people underneath of you. I mean, you've got the highest education. You paid for that. I feel like that you should deserve the money. I mean, yes, they deserve to get paid what they deserve. I, you should not underpay anybody, ever. If they're good workers, pay them good. But, I mean, if you got the education and you're, you're a high level, I feel like you should get paid what you deserve. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take a pay cut. I mean, I mean, people, people got to work. I mean, that's just what life is. I mean, you've got to work for what you're worth. So, that's my answer, Jordan. On to you, Troy. Uh, I agree with Rolski on is professional athletes ever paid? Hell yes. Hell yes, they're ever paid. Don't get me wrong. They have a niche. They have a niche. They're the 1% or less than 1%. They can play. Don't get me wrong. But these contracts are getting out of hand. I mean, what I can... I mean, through research, I, I believe... The lowest paid NBA player is just under a million. Sounds about right. Yeah. Does that sound right? Uh, sounds right. And if I was to to be the highest paid person in my region or department or or, or whatever group you're in, I don't. I mean, it doesn't even come close to that rate. Even the lowest paid. NBA player. So yeah, they're 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 jumping out of the gun here. I mean, it's just too high of a scale. It, it, when do we when do we stop? I mean, what where's the limit at? So I definitely agree with with Rolski on that. Um would I take a pay cut to get better coworkers? I would. Um I I think it's important to have strong coworkers around you i mean i know we've shifted with this covid shit that where we're working from home but if we're in the workplace with good co-workers it, it's a better atmosphere you got good mentors and if you're not a mentor you're a prodigy and you guys mingle together and that one episode we had you can talk talk baseball in the office for an hour, coffee break or whatever. I mean, it just makes your day go better, and I'll take a pay cut for that. I think that's important. That's all I got on that one. Do I think professional athletes are overpaid? Let me say this. 
professional sports, no matter what sport, no matter what level, they're a business. And the athletes are the talent. Without the athletes, the business does not thrive, does not, you know, does not operate the way a profitable business is supposed to. That being said, we have surgeons, we have EMTs, we have police, we have firefighters out here. I mean, take your take your doctors, take your surgeons, the the ones that are make the most per year. I'll bet you you'd be hard pressed to find one that makes over a half a million dollars a year. And we got professional athletes out here, soccer, baseball, basketball, football, just the disparity in their yearly salaries is so staggering, it's unbelievable. I mean, we got we got we got people in the workforce literally saving people's lives on the daily who aren't making a smidgen, not making three percent of what some of these professional athletes are making. To me, that doesn't that doesn't quite add up. And to me, that seems like there's a, you know, where are our values as a society? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I was a professional athlete and I had world class talent, my opinion might be different. But should professional athletes? You know, should, should they be making millions of dollars a year? Probably because they're the ones generating the business and it's a big business. Okay. Don't get me wrong. But when we got people who are literally saving people's lives every day, protecting society, the ones that are like doing the dirty work of protecting society and keeping people safe. And they're not even, they're not even, you know, they're not even making any, a whisper of what some of these professional athletes are making. I think there there might be something something we need to take a closer look at as a society. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely agree. And I don't know. I I listened to you there, but I don't know if you mentioned this or not. But I believe the most underpaid people in the world are school teachers and police officers. Yeah, he he mentioned police officers. Okay. He, he didn't okay. say well, school teachers. He didn't say teachers. School but. teachers, man. I mean, they're the one raising the children in this thing. So. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I mean, I would put them right in there. The, the, they're they're shaping the future of the the country, the nah, future of the world. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, mean, no, I, I I agree with you there too. Um, if I was the highest paid person among my coworkers, is that the same? No, I don't think it is because if I was the highest paid person, like you guys mentioned, it's probably because I'm qualified. It's probably because I have the education, the experience. I've earned that spot, okay? Um, but I don't think it's the same as the disparity between, you know, the 99% of society and that versus professional athletes. It's not the same because, you know, the highest paid person that you work with is probably not making nearly that much more than you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I completely agree. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. I mean, these managers... You know, a company you work for, yeah, they might be making sixty-five thousand dollars, and say you're making fifty. That's not that much more. Right. But when you go and you get these, like you said, Troy, the lowest played NBA player, he's making nine hundred and fifty k a year to be on a team and sit fifteenth man on the bench. And you got these doctors out here who are saving people's lives every freaking day, cutting them open, doing heart surgery on these people, emergency surgeries. And they walk out of there, the stress, everything. These NBA players ain't got the stress these guys do. 
Yeah, I know they're leaving their family behind. They have their kids at home. I know that might be stressful for them. But have you ever cut someone open and done an open heart surgery? And if you don't, if they, if you don't do it right, they're gonna die. They don't have that kind of stress when they go home to see their family. Word up. Word up. Word up. Um, would you take a pay cut to gain better coworkers? No, I would not, man. I, I'm blessed. Yeah, I got great coworkers. Um, I enjoy going to work every day. Um, yeah, so I think I think that sums it up for me. Yep. I'm not taking a pay cut either. Go ahead. Next question is from Austin. If someone gave you an elephant and you weren't allowed to get rid of it, what would you do with it? I'm going to tell you right now I'm going to become a corny. That's a good idea. I've been to a lot of fairs in my life. I grew up around the Ross County Fair, downtown Chillicothe, Ohio. I'm going to become a corny. I'm going to put a fence around my property, and I'm just going to let people pay to ride the son of a bitch. I'm going to give elephant rides. So it's like a second income for yep. you. Elephant rides. Or I can make it do tricks, like maybe like juggle with his like spout, like... It's got that big old snout or whatever. I have him like blow juggle balls in the air or something. Just do some tricks. You know, I'm going to become a carny. That's what I'm going to do. If, if I have to keep it and I can't get rid of it, I'm going to make some money off the elephant. I mean, of course, I'm going to love it. It's going to be my pet. But, I mean, how can you keep a pet elephant without doing something with it? I mean, you got to have fun with it. Yeah. Let's let some kids ride it up and down the street or whatever. Let's throw some juggle balls with his spout or whatever. Let's hula hoop with the spout let's do something so you you gotta train it too to be friendly oh yeah right? I mean he's gonna be my bud <laughs> just like a dog what's his name Richard <laughs> on to you Troy hey before Troy gets into his answer I just want to say dude I would I would pay money to see you just just trotting up the streets of down Main Street, Frankfurt, on the back of an elephant, just just getting it out for a, you know a little morning workout. I'd have my sip and serve hat on with a fake mullet out the back. I can't <laughs> grow a mullet because I'm bald, but I would have a fake like mullet wig on, and just like a wife beater and some jean shorts with a pair of boots. And I'd be riding this <laughs> son of a bitch up and down the streets. That's awesome. Go ahead, Drew. Just you and Richie. Yeah. Uh, if I had an elephant, couldn't get rid of it. Uh, I obviously would feed and water it. No shit. Get to the point. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Way to go out on a limb there, Troy. You know, take care of it. I would uh, buy a box saddle of some sort, you know, to sit in or ride on. Once again, if you have you ever seen the movies like Jungle Boy and stuff, they don't use saddles. The elephants, is, I mean, they, they can't feel nothing. You just jump on, they're going to let you ride them. So well, how yeah. do how do you get up on that? I mean, that some bitches up there. Gonna need a ladder. I mean, yeah, just ladder it. But I don't know if if you need a box saddle. Well, something to hold you in. Because I mean, he he's probably not as smooth as a horse, right? All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. And uh, he he would uh, he'd be my new form of transportation into downtown because I I live like close <laughs> to downtown. <laughs> So instead of like a golf cart type of thing, it would be my my little <laughs> short transportation. So you could go down to Pizza Hut and that's, grab a pizza and breadsticks up to your wife and bring that, it back. That's exactly the first thing I, I I saw Troy on top of an elephant going through McDonald's drive-through ordering <laughs> breakfast. 
Well, that's fine. I mean, if that's what you want to do, I'm going to become a carny. I'm making money. Yeah, I guess I'm not really turning it into income. I'm just, it's another form that's of... That's just your pet. Another form of transportation right. pet. Nice. DG, what you got for us? Well, I tell you, I, uh, Troy, you kind of let me down with your answer because I figured, you know, with how big an elephant's trunk is and how much water you can carry in that thing, I figured you, you'd want to, like, train that thing to get to a water source and then water your lawn with it. <laughs> you know, you're... I know what... It's a great idea. Sipping Squad knows you're concerned about your lawn. I figured, <laughs> hey. Lawn care nut. Oh, lawn care. Yeah. Well, you got a good point because I'm spending a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, hey. Watering right? in damn trees in the backyard. I'm, I mean, I'm soaking them an hour each tree. And hey. I got seven of them. Jesus. Oh, gee, Christmas. Up. I don't want to see your water bill. I mean, it's a low, it's a slow trickle, but seven it hours. It adds up? Yeah. Son of a bitch. That's, you that's got a, a good money. point. I, uh. Rolski, I like your idea. Um, I don't know if I'm going full full fledged carny mode though. See, I loved carnies when I was a kid. I used to mess with them. <laughs> well, you kind of, yeah, you kind of look like one, but uh, it wouldn't be a stretch for you to become a carny. I don't, I don't, I don't think. But uh, I think what I would do is I would, you know, I would make sure it's tame. I'd maybe get it trained up, pay for some training or whatever. But then I would like, I would keep it as a pet. Um, and yeah, it'd be cool to let's ride it ride it around sometimes. You know, if I'm just going in town or something, um, I'd have to be careful where I leave it. But I think what I would do is like I would hire it out for private parties. I think, or like maybe take it to uh, schools or something. It's a good idea. And like have just you know, it's just how cool, how lesson. cool would that be? How cool would that be? You know, you're a fifth grade science student, and uh, what what'd you do today, son? Oh, we uh. We, we got to play around with an elephant. Yeah, I rode around on it for a while. How cool would that be? You know what I'm saying? I think I could just, I could I could make a lot of kids happy. And uh, and I think that would be a great use of its time. Um, and it wouldn't just be like, I feel like the elephant would enjoy it too. You know what I'm saying? Interacting with people in that way. So, and, and other people's getting satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all around had good answers. Sorry, listeners, I got the hiccups right now, but we're with the K, hit the beat. Sipping squad on your feet. It's time for the question of the week. Brought to you by the old Canal Smokehouse. Standing tall at the top. He goes by the name of Josh. Josh. One of Josh. Our, one of our favorite <laughs> listeners of all time. Josh, glad to have you back on top, brother. Would you rather shit your pants? <laughs> Oh, Troy, get a road to me. <laughs> Let me read the question, would you? Would you rather shit your pants and have to sit in it all day at work or dive off the high dive into a pool full of dog turds? Mm. <laughs> Here's the thing, Josh. You sent in this question, but you spelled pool wrong, son. <laughs> P 
P-U-L-L. P-U-L-L. <laughs> Oops. Oops. P-O-O-L. Read a book, Josh. We still love you, Josh. <laughs> Would you rather shit your pants and have to sit in all day at work or dive off the high dive into a pool full of turds? About time you guys give somebody else some shit, not me. <laughs> well, no we, pun intended. Well, there. we know Josh personally, so he, he'll take it all right. He'll take it kindly. Troy, what do you think about the first answer here? Uh, no way would I sit and shit for a whole day. I mean, I completely agree. I think there's an easy answer here, boys. I mean, I really do. I I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't stand the smell all day long. Even if it's a hot day, a cold day, like, I, I can't put up with it. Well, Troy, I mean, it's 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 not only the smell. I mean, it's that feeling. Yeah. I mean, we've all felt that. I mean, we've all sharp before. I mean, we've, we've all farted and little shit came out. Some I mean, more than others. We've all been there before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've done it quite a few times. But what I'm saying is, I mean, just that feeling of just the uncomfortableness. Like, it, you can feel it in there. I mean, you're sitting down, you're like, oh, man, there's something wrong here. <laughs> I got to go to the bathroom now. Like, we, I mean, we all know that feeling. I mean, could you imagine sitting at your work day for eight hours and just having that feeling the whole time? And, of course, the smell, but also the feeling. Like, when you say feel, like, I want to relate back to when I was showing my hog back in uh, the, the fair. Yeah. Like, my my hog had the shits going on, so it was just running down his ass. And I, you know, to be a good showman, you got a you got a towel in your back pocket. Well, I'm wiping his ass like constantly, so I got the cane in the other hand and my towel in the other, you know, trying to show this hog. And, and the the judge sees my hog shitting everywhere, and that rag was. You know, I'm I'm pulling it out. I'm wiping. You're putting it back in your drawers. Yep, putting it back after in the, it's got shit all over. Yeah, it. so you got shit all over you. Yep, shit's on my pant, my jeans. And uh, but all I can remember remember from that day was just that warmth of that rag in my back pocket. Like it it probably stained the I mean, back of my pants. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sure it did. So I can kind of relate. I I haven't sharded in my pants that often, so I'm trying to relate to that scene. You haven't lived yet. <laughs> <laughs> to where I can feel feel it. Okay. What about you, DG? Man, I <clears throat> I'm with Troy on uh that feeling of uh just sitting just sitting in that type of environment in my britches all day. Um and the smell and the feeling. Uh, even if I'm working from home, that's that's bad. That's terrible. Um, I'm gonna take the high dive, but I tell you, the worst thing about the high dive wouldn't be the the jump, or even even the the feeling of going in into the pool full of dog turds. It's you know if you've ever jumped off the high dive before, you know that you you go a good a good bit underwater. I mean, you go probably at least 10, 12 feet underwater. Yeah. And so I know dog turds is going to be a little thicker than water, so you may not go that far under. But, I mean, getting back to the surface and climbing out, that's going to be the worst part. And if you can, if if, I, if it's me, I'm putting goggles on. I'm putting a, like a swimming cap on, and I'm putting a little clip on my nose too so I don't have to smell anything. 
and I'm just getting out of there and getting to a hose or a shower as fast as I possibly can. Yeah, you answered it great, DG. I'm thinking the same thing. I'm going off the high dive, and I'm not only diving, I'm probably going to try to do like a 360 CB or something because I'm a big cannonball fan. I mean, he says dive, but no, I'm going to make, I'm going to try to, the, the crowd outside the pool watched me dive into this thing. I'm going to try to create the biggest splash ever, the biggest CB, and I'm going to CB into these dog turds, and I'm going to splash all these people with a big old pile of shit. You know there's going to be a crowd there. I mean, uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to splatter them with all the shit I can because I'm going to be piled on shit, and then I'm going to climb out of here. I'm going to go find a shower nearby, and I'm going to wash off. I'm not going to sit all day in my office or wherever we work, and I'm not going to sit in shitty pants all day because I've sharded several times in my life, and it's just not a good feeling, you know? And you you got a good point when you say, hey, I'm going to high dive into dog turds. Like, you said you're going to clean off a hose. Well, most of the time when there's a high dive and there's a pool, there's a shower nearby. Exactly. You can jump out of there yep. and get cleaned up pretty quick. I'm getting cleaned up as soon as possible, ASAP. But while I do it, I'm not diving because that makes a little splash. I'm doing like a 360 like can opener, and I'm splattering all these fucking spectators with shit. I'm <laughs> splattering them all. So if you're watching me dive into shit, you're getting shitted on too. That's all I got to say about that. You guys are crazy because I read this and I read it the other way. I, I would I would pick shit in your pants for the whole day. I hate heights. Like I wouldn't even like even if it wasn't full of a pool of dog turds, if it was just full of pool of water, still wouldn't dive. Really? I'm not, jump, I'm not jumping. Really? Off. You're not jumping I'm off not the jump, high dog. I'm not jumping off anything. I'd even if pick, it's water. I know. I would. You're gonna leave shit in yeah. your pants. Oh yeah. I, I wouldn't even jump in water. Nope. Oh my. Can't the high dive. Can't is swim. Not, don't like heights. How high is the high I'm dive? I'm pooping my pants. Probably on. ten to fifteen. I'm keeping it. No. I'd say it's probably. 12, it's like yeah, twelve, fifteen feet. Yeah. yeah, it's still way too high. All right. Not well, chance. Corey with the K, the producer, <laughs> the editor of the podcast, has spoken. He's not doing it. I like it. I'm jumping right in. We got some variety. Yeah, we got a variety here. That's going to do it for us. This is going to end the show. Hope you all enjoyed listening. Don't forget to rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow. On Twitter and Instagram at Sip and Surf Pod and like us on Facebook. Our email is sipandsurfpod at gmail.com. Send in those questions for episode 18. Also, don't forget to call us on our Sip and Surf hotline and leave us a question or story to be heard on the show. Our number is 740-720-3537. It's going to be hard to follow up Jordan and Jake. Those are two back-to-back voicemails on each episode that you guys are going to have to follow up. Good luck. Josh! Josh, my man! Great question. Uh, Just, you know, work on your spelling. Um, (laughs) Listeners, you know, I'm kind of surprised we haven't had any listeners send in any, uh, any pet peeves that we missed from last episode. So, you know, if you got any, send those in. And also... I'm sure everybody out there is is you know you listen if you listen to this episode you're thinking oh I I got a sports character that they missed I got a movie character that they missed big time send that in too we want to hear it okay uh, appreciate the support keep on listening I'm DG I'm just along for the ride Troy glad to have you back brother I am officially restating you to the JV 
girls assistant coach. Amorowski. Go ahead. Will you guys say something? I'm all right with that. No, I'm good with right. that. Hey, at least, least I bumped up. That's right, baby. Stay hot, stay safe, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Sip and Serve Podcast. Oh, my. Would you look at the butt on that? Yeah. He must work out.